0: Hi, You're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Kim Kitsrow from NBA Jam. Whoop, boom, shakalaka. I wanted to come with it, done it, we do no with punishment. Dougie's
1: just coward, they're bugging, and they won't be coming with Others in love with the drug, and this family just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them coming in. One gate is, one gate is, one gate is.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com, where guess what? We've got some articles! Yeah, that's right. We're getting some stuff posted. Um, We do have an article up today from Kyle Brandon talking about Blake Griffin and why the Pistons need him to be Blake's superior this year to be successful. And then I'll have an article up this week about a topic we're going to have on the show today about Markel Fultz. So with that being said, I am Tim Daniel. Joining me as always, Mr. Sean Mackey. Sean, how are you? Well, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, man. We had the trade today that no one wanted. It's a bit of an emergency podcast. It is, except for it wasn't technically an emergency because this broke when I uh, in the middle of the night, and I think I texted you at 5:30 this morning.
1: Yes, it was close. See, I literally I, I rolled over in my bed. I saw the text from Wash. <laughs> And then I immediately texted you, but before I could even press send, a text came through from you at literally five forty AM. <laughs> like when you wake up, Kawhi might be a raptor.
0: <laughs> yes, so
1: I- it was like it was like we were on the same we were on the same wavelength at that minute. So it was kind of funny.
0: it, it was pretty funny, yeah. So this is 48 Minutes brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com Where you can check out our website and see all of our articles we've been writing And also some of our all of our podcasts in the past um, Trying to get consistent posting stuff up there uh, Be sure on now, um, during the week we'll have a new show with Kyle Brandon and Ben Brown uh, They just did their debut part, I guess it's right now 48 Minutes 2-ish Because they used the intro and opening But they did a really good job, That our, it was a really fun episode too Mix and master. I told my really funny Latrell Sprewell story on there, so if you want to hear a really good Latrell Sprewell story, be sure you check out that that, that last episode. Um, but we are also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Alexa, and now, iHeartRadio. So if you're an iHeartRadio user and you want to just subscribe to the 48 Minutes Podcast, you can find us on there. And you will have our shows on a week-to-week basis as well. So let's obviously get into the hot take, the hot news. It's Kawhi Leonard's finally traded, not to a team any of us expected, Till about, I think, Sean, you said at the end of our show last week something about the Raptors potentially being an option. And then we had our meeting on Thursday, and this started popping up, and we're all laughing, going, no fucking way, he's going to the Raptors. And sure enough, today, Kawhi Leonard gets traded to the Raptors along with Danny Green for DeMar DeRozan. A top 20 protected first-round pick, or will turn into a, two second-round picks, and a really good prospect in Jacob Patel. I think I said his last name right. I don't really know. I think I think he uh, got that so right. Sean, obviously, we kind of knew that eventually this was going to happen. Um, we didn't think it would necessarily be Toronto. We talked Philadelphia. We talked LA. A few different teams came up, but now we know what the situation is, and... Um, It's shocking, and it's not shocking. It's kind of the story of this offseason. I'm I'm not shocked LeBron went to L.A., but I was still surprised it happened. I'm not shocked Paul George stayed with OKC, but I'm still kind of shocked it happened. And now, again, we have this situation here where I'm not necessarily surprised Kawhi Leonard got traded, but I am shocked it's Toronto.
1: Yeah, this was... uh, If you would have told me this last week, I would have said it was... I I would say, in terms of, like, there was... at the beginning of last week, I thought there were two contenders for this deal. Philadelphia being number one, and number two, like, last-ditch desperation LA, if they wanted to really settle. And from, from what's coming out today, it seems like the Philadelphia 76ers were unwilling to, to put Markel Foltz into this trade package. Yeah. Which, is, which is interesting. I really respect that because it means that this weird story might continue with Markel Foltz. We don't really know what he is. <laughs> I know we'll get to that a little bit later, but he was not included in this. And from what uh, reports are coming out, they're saying that basically the Spurs were like, you're going to either give us A, Simmons, or B, Embiid. And we already have good big men, so we don't really want Embiid. So we want Simmons, and they were just kind of like, "Nah, we're good." <laughs> so, so he goes to Toronto. Uh huh. Huge, huge uh, gamble for the Raptors or the or the trashters, as I like to call them.
0: The trashters, yes.
1: Trashters. Um, I like this move for San Antonio. I think you know. They're getting a, a, a decent player in DeMar DeRozan. I've never been a huge fan. He's a fine player. He's a fine, fine player. I would probably say
0: he's a top 20, 20 talent in the NBA. Oh,
1: one. he might – he's probably – I would say he's top 15. Is he 15? Um, I, I would say top 15. No, he could be 14, Tim, okay? <laughs> okay? All right? Okay? So um, so they're getting a guy who's kind of at the peak of his abilities right now. He's, he's 28 years old. I mean – You know, he's gotten a little bit better every year. Last year he didn't average as much, but he was a little bit better from the field. He's averaging more rebounds. I mean, there's a lot to DeMar DeRozan's game. And I think the Spurs are banking on Popovich really unlocking the rest of DeMar DeRozan's game. And this trade also signals that the the Spurs are absolutely in it to win now.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, They were unwilling. They did not care about getting draft picks. Obviously, Um, it's not. uh, They weren't really about that. And it seems like they wanted a good player now, where they can tread water, probably as a you know a fourth or fifth seed. I
0: imagine this next season.
1: Um, I mean, they won what forty five games last year without Kawhi Leonard.
0: Yeah, they won forty five with LaMarcus Aldridge running the show. Yeah.
1: So you're going to be putting another good player on this. I think they're going to have a good season. Yeah, I but too. but this is not a move for the future. Pop's probably going to leave 2020, 2021, something like that. He's you know he's going to check out after that. This is more of a good faith deal for Pop for his last couple years for him to be able to compete. He didn't want to go out coaching a team that was rebuilding.
0: Yeah, which,
1: and that's fine. Sure. He's one yeah. of the greatest coaches of all time. You don't want to go out that way. You just don't. I mean, the Phil Jackson flame-out that's happened with his career is... I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really hurt it that much, but it's kind of sour at the end. Yeah, it, it's a, it really it's a is. Little, it's a little sour. That Nick stuff, the GM stuff, it it soured his career a little bit. Pops is going to definitely just retire. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Is he, He's already in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? I, I think he yeah, is, yeah. I I would say so. So, um... I don't really know that or not. <laughs> I, 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 guess I, don't I, I guess I should. I guess I should. But I well, feel the Basketball
0: like... Hall of Fame is not like the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame or the NFL Hall of Fame where it's like, you know, it's this is all of basketball in one thing. There's no college basketball Hall of Fame. So knowing who's in and who's out would basically take probably a day of research.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And it's it's fu- every once in a while I, I kind of look into that and you're always kind of shocked about who is in and who isn't. But anyways. Looking the, at you, the, Chris Weber looking at you Chris Webber yeah um so with getting Demar DeRozan the Spurs are getting a four-time NBA all-star yep he uh he made the all NBA second team last season and he made the all NBA third team in 2017 um he got some MVP votes this year too uh, yeah i mean i mean the raptors had the number 1 record in the east i mean it's it's easy to forget that but i uh, don't know what Toronto was thinking in this trade what what what's going through your mind as soon as you read this what were your immediate thoughts
0: well I mean obviously the thing I told you earlier was I think if you can get Kawhi Leonard you get Kawhi Leonard you take the chance um even you know I don't know if I necessarily even even
1: if he's being kind of a whiny baby and
0: you're not really sure he's for sure a
1: diva which is funny because he didn't used to be this way
0: No, no. Whoever, like, started taking over his stuff, really... His uncle? (laughs) Yeah, God. Uncle... Was it Uncle Dave or Uncle Steve or something? Yeah, we'll just give him a
1: generic name like that. Uncle Jesse? Uncle Dave Steve. (laughs) Uncle Dave Steve. Uncle
0: Dave (laughs) (laughs) Coulier? Yes. (laughs) Um, So, I I, I was kind of, you know... Masai Ujiri is very, very good at his job. Let's not take that away from him. So he really does believe he can talk wide to staying. I don't necessarily feel that way. Then again, I've been the guy who has been preaching this offseason. I'll never say ain't going to happen ever again. I know you were pretty hesitant to say this isn't going to happen. And I totally understand that. But I really like the Raptors getting Danny Green, honestly. I like that. You know, it's very hard to replace DeMar DeRozan. He's the most, probably the most illustrious Raptor ever. As far as like when you look at what he's done there. How much he liked Toronto. He didn't want to leave like Vince did. He didn't want to leave like Tracy McGrady did. Um, and he really made a significant difference on the Raptors as a team. So I was shocked that that was the case there. Um, Danny Green coming in with Kawhi, I think, is really big for the Raptors, a team that really, I mean, honestly, Sean, if you think about it, they might be two steps behind Boston and Philly now. Um, Kawhi definitely has more upside than DeRozan, and Kawhi's definitely a better player than DeRozan. Um, but I am going to be curious to see, because that's what they have, between Lowry, Green... And Kawhi, that's three guys, now they can shoot the three, which was a thing DeRozan really couldn't do in the NBA uh, that we've seen consistently. Um, I am really shocked that OG Ananobi is still on the Raptors. I thought for any deal that was going to happen, I thought OG was going to San Antonio, so I'm really shocked San Antonio did not get get him in the steal. Um, But I think the Raptors right now, you got to think, honestly, Toronto, Boston, and Philly got to be the three teams in the East, right? 100 percent
1: they they are the the top three uh they're interchangeable right now i would give boston the edge I obviously did too. with their uh you know making being so close to making it to the nba finals with the bizarro squad they had made up last year being without irving and being without uh, gordon hayward i mean that's it, it was incredible what they did i mean they were within points of making it to the the nba finals with a a Ragtag group of of just work hard guys.
0: How funny is it that the Raptors, who are like well known for can't get past LeBron, the year LeBron leaves the conference, get the guy that's most well known for guarding him the best in the NBA?
1: I mean, yeah, it is it is funny. And uh, Toronto, uh, if he actually shows up, now this is. There's there's some big yeah. question marks The physical with, still hasn't happened The physical still hasn't happened No one has, has seen him Now there were reports coming out the other day That he was planning on uh, going to uh, uh, The US basketball mini camp yeah. I believe To, to kind of show off that he he's I guess still got it But uh I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, like, how the physical goes. It's going to be interesting to see if he just goes ahead and plays this year and just bites his lip and says, you know, I need to go do this. It's in his best interest to play and not, you know, because, I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, Kawhi could just be like, no, nah, I'm not doing this.
0: But, yeah, here's the other funny thing. Uh, Cole, Kyle pointed this out to me when he texted me earlier. So, if, say, Kawhi goes yeah. to the minicamp. camp, Okay. Derozan, Popovich, and Kawhi will all be there. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. So please, please sign me up for that. That's almost better than if LeBron had reported and Ty Lue and Kevin Love were there. Yeah. But well, the I don't,
1: I don't, I don't think LeBron has any ill will with either of those guys, and I don't think he.
0: No, no, they do all.
1: either. I think, I think they're fine.
0: Yeah. So. What is, what's going to happen when the Spurs and the Lakers play in a playoff round this year? And DeRozan walks on the court and he's all confident. He's like, yeah, I got out of the East. This team knows how to win. We're not going to choke. And then he sees LeBron walk on the other side of the court and goes, ah, oh, shit, not again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I
1: the Spurs are going to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, for sure. I would definitely, say they're probably... Like said, they're,
1: they're definitely a 4 or 5 seed this year. I think 3. You think 3? I mean, I, they're better than OKC.
0: Be- I, yeah, I don't trust OKC. I'm not ready to put LA in the top four, and so I think the only like, and I don't think the Rockets are going to be as good as they were last year. I think no. we talked about this last week. No, window's done. Yeah, window is very much closed. I shouldn't say very much. That's probably overexceeding it, but it, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's it's they. This might be their last chance, and I don't know if this chance is really going to be good enough.
1: Chances of Chris Paul getting bought out by the end of that deal.
0: Um. Yes, I would say very high. I would say probably about seventy percent. Um, I would
1: say in either I would say go year three or year or the final year. What do you think?
0: I think after year three. So I think the going to the final years when he'll get bought out because he'll get bought out. Yeah. I mean, he had a great year last year when he was on the court. Yeah. Let's not take it away from him. Yeah. Um. But I. Yeah. I'm with you. So, on the Spurs end, you know. I think our Twitter poll that we had on 48 Minutes Network on Twitter had, um, I think they had the Spurs winning with 63% of the votes winning the trade. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I was one of those votes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think uh, the Spurs definitely won this. Uh, Toronto is making a huge gamble. And if you're Magic Johnson and Rob Polinko right now, you got to be like kind of breathing a sigh of relief.
0: Because You're right. The Lakers won the trade.
1: The, <laughs> that, that's kind of the way I've, I've been looking at it all day. I'm like, they didn't have to give up any of their assets. Yeah, because if you read and, them... And we'll, and we'll get to their assets in a minute. But they didn't have to give up any assets. And he still wants to come there. And they literally traded him to a place that he flat out said, I don't want to play in. And... Apparently, let me see if I can I can dig up the tweet really quick.
0: Well, did you see the article today? I think it was um, Ramona Shelbourne on ESPN. The last thing in there was, Kawhi has still been telling Teensy Plans to sign with the Lakers next year. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> but I also I also saw a a post earlier. Now, I, I can't quote from where it was from because I've been reading a bunch of garbage on Twitter today. God, I have too. which Which isn't even news. But, uh... You know that he uh, he's been gauging other players, see where they're going to go next year already, and I'm like, I don't buy any of that. Like, he's barely been talking to anyone,
0: right? Apparently, like, I, the only thing I've heard is he reached out to LeBron for LeBron's time with the Lakers.
1: Yes, yes, and I 100 percent believe that probably I did happened. Too. Um, but one of the one of the tweets I found earlier, and I'm trying to think, it was actually from either an ESPN or CBS guy that um, a rival GM said there is no way that Kawhi will stay in Toronto because he, quote, hates the cold.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He's from California. He played college at San Diego State, and he played for the San Antonio Spurs. So, yeah, let's go ahead and say that. Um, Okay, let's go ahead and say now. Like I said, I know, but people seem to think that this Paul George thing – where everyone thought Paul George was 100% going to go to the Lakers and he ended up staying is going to make this significant difference and that this could happen the same way. I don't really think it's the same case here. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but... No, it's not at all. Right, yeah, like there's no Russell Westbrook to say, I'm going to stay. No disrespect to Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is a very good ball player, um, but, you know, and I think the Raptors are really set up well for if Kawhi does leave the Kyle Lowry contract is also up after next year, and so is the Serge Ibaka. So the Raptors will have money if Kawhi doesn't yeah. come back. Well, this is this is
1: a this is a one shot. It's like we got we were really good last season. We still lost to LeBron. Let's try something different. Maybe see if we can make it to the NBA Finals this year. And if it doesn't, we're probably gonna have to blow it up because it's like they're not gonna get any better with what they have right now at the moment.
0: I 100% agree with that. Totally agree that this is kind of the best bet they have um so all right last touch on it real quick i'm sure we'll probably come back to it later in the show can you see a scenario where Kawhi leonard maybe says not instead that he'll sit out but maybe plays it half-ass way because he doesn't want to be there
1: no if he's gonna play i think he's gonna play hard because he wants other teams to see him and you want to sell your game I mean, and he's in a great position, even though he doesn't want to be in Toronto. uh, He's in a great position right now. He's going to be going up again. He basically has two teams that are in competition with Toronto right now, being Philly and the Celtics. Celtics, probably going to make it to the NBA Finals this year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Other one. So... So, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You. Um, If... Let's say this is bad. Let's okay. say this just doesn't work out. No matter, he plays a hundred percent, but things aren't going well. Could you see the Raptors at the trade deadline flipping him to the Lakers? See, now that's an interesting take.
1: I like that. I didn't even think about that, Tim. You've been really thinking about this. I
0: I was very bored at work today.
1: Okay, <laughs> slow day at the at the job, eh? Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> okay, completely.
1: so. I I, I like what you're what you're thinking here, because, yeah, I think, uh, you know, if they're going to I mean, the the San Antonio Spurs didn't want to rebuild now. Brandon, Brandon Ingram made no sense to them. Toronto. I think Brandon Ingram makes sense. Like, I really do. I think he makes sense there. He can be a second primary, you know, ball handler with Lowry, you know, because Lowry's 30 some years old. So right. I'm, you know, you get a good young and he player kind of in that. Last year. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That I mean, I, and I'm no disrespect to Kyle Lowry, but I feel like as soon as he's done, after he's done with basketball, he's just going to kind of balloon up.
0: Yes, yeah, you're you're probably right. Like kind he's, of Maurice, Maurice jones Drew style.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's always had such an interesting build for a point guard. But I mean, being a little bit bigger probably has helped him over the over the years.
0: Yeah, you're yeah for sure.
1: You know, I mean, the, the point guard is the is the hardest position in the NBA right now because there's so many good ones. Except for Dennis Schroeder, he's terrible. <laughs> Nobody wants you, Dennis Schroeder, ever. No Alfred one wants Payton's you.
0: Still an NBA point guard. Don't forget that.
1: I'll take Elfred Payton over Dennis Schroeder. No I'll do it. Way. I will do it. No I will do way. it, Tim, all day, oh all day. That's a all day. day. That's
0: gonna be a debate that I'm gonna have for next week's show. I'm putting no. Out, I'm putting
1: I the don't weeks. even. No, nah, it's nah, nah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so coming up later on, we will kind of respond to, we ran a couple of social media polls this week. Um, we had our old school debate of the week. Uh, we talked, we put up uh, Penny and Shaq versus Malone, and, I mean, uh, versus Peyton and Kemp. So we will get your guys, we'll read your guys' responses to that as well. Uh, but before we get to that, Sean, let's talk about Marcus Smart finally in negotiations with the Celtics for potentially a four year between 40 to $50 million contract. Now, here's my thought press on all of this. I get the Celtics are going to be really good, and I get they want to bring everybody back and they want to see if they can make a run. And now that LeBron's gone, they're probably—I mean—they are the favorites to win the Eastern Conference. There's no doubt about it. Why pay Marcus Smart this money? Why, you know, why risk this chance here where Jalen Brown's coming up in a couple years? Jason Tatum's got three more years in his rookie contract for albeit you can start the negotiation after year three, but this is the year you can start negotiations with Jalen Brown. Kyrie Irving and Terry Rozier are going to be free agents at the end of this year coming up. I felt like Marcus Smart should be the odd man out in those guys. I feel like this is not a guy I'd really look to bring back, especially with Gordon Hayward being coming back this year.
1: Well, Marcus Smart is the odd man out, and it's interesting you say that because this pretty much – This pretty much proves that he was the main trade chip for the Celtics for Kawhi. And it's funny how, like, quickly that report came out. They were working on uh, a contract after the Kawhi news came out.
0: Oh, yeah, that was no coincidence.
1: No coincidence. That was 100% what happened with that. Uh, I think uh, the Celtics are kind of like, well, we might as well go ahead and sign him now. And he's still going to be 100%. The number one trade chip to get rid of. No, Marcus Smart's a fine player.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it.
1: He's a fine player. I like him more than Dennis Schroeder. I know you do. I do.
0: You might like God. You might like Cameron Payne more than you like Dennis Schroeder.
1: No, that's false.
0: (laughs) That's false.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Don't put words into my mouth, Tim. I don't like that. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) So yeah, but I think uh, I think they're just gonna go ahead. Latch on to him, sign him. I, I 100% do not believe he's with this team in two seasons. Uh, it appears that Jalen Brown is probably the better of the two, two players. Also, Terry Rozier, awesome guy last season, especially in the playoffs.
0: That's my guy, Scary Terry.
1: That that's your, Scary Terry's your guy, and uh, also better than Dennis Schroeder. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, them locking him down, I get it. I mean, they're not paying Zach Levine money for him. No, they're not. So, um, you might as well And he's going to come off the bench Or start from time to time Because you know Kyrie's going to not Play some games True God God bless him But, uh, you know, I think I think locking him down is smart I I wouldn't want to see him leave for nothing at this point I mean, they only drafted him a couple years ago I think it's smart to lock him down Eventually, you know Trade him for something else and he will, there will, you know, February is going to be an interesting time.
0: Yes, it is. With all these free agents com- uh, coming up for the next year. Yes. And on top
1: of that, I, you know, the Pelicans, <laughs> the Pelicans are going to be the the team to watch this year because you're right. Cousins is gone. Rondo yep. is gone. Yep. They got Nico, they got Rue Holiday, and they got Davis. It's good enough to make the playoffs. And Julius Randle. And Julius Randle. So they've got a few pieces, but if they don't play well initially, this could be it, man. This could be the year the trade rumors for AD actually start heating up. And it'll be interesting, because you know that the Celtics are going to gear up for that. They, yes. want him, they want him more than anyone. They want him more than Golden State wants him. There's been rumors for years about them, you know, talking about trying to grab him at some point when he's available. And he will be available. It is an inevitable thing that's going to happen. And Marcus Smart might be one of those guys that you lock up, decent player, especially if he plays well this year. You know, you throw him in, he's on a de- he'll be on a decent contract. It's not going to be terrible.
0: And you could throw him in part of that. You can, and then you got to think too. The Celtics going to have that Sacramento pick, which right yes. now, which is what top one protected. That's it. So as long as it's not the first pick in the draft, but, the Celtics get it. But isn't that
1: 2019? This next year.
0: <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. The Memphis pick is this okay. one. Is this one? Which Th- this one? So the Memphis one is this is this year. I'm not sold. The Grizzlies are going to be terrible this year. Honestly, I, I, I really. I'm not sold. They are so. Ooh,
1: hot take from Tim. I like it. How <laughs> oh, is that a I hot take? Like it. I don't know, because it's the Grizzlies. It's like a 50-50 if they're going to suck or not.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, you are right there. So. so,
1: uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think they'll make a, try to make a move for him if he becomes available. I think Marcus Bart, he's going to be a piece for that. I think it's a good deal to go ahead and lock him up for the playoff run this year anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's fair. Um, I wouldn't have done it, my take. Like I said, I think with uh, the Browns and the Tatums and the Haywards and the Irvings and the Roziers, I think I would have probably just kind of let him walk and kind of see what else is out there, especially with guys like Shane Larkin, Yubiselli. Um, I don't, I don't know if I, you know, Marcus Mart's definitely the best defender of all those guys I named, but, yeah. um, I, I definitely would have looked elsewhere for sure there. Uh, let's talk real quick about, I know Sean and Ben touched, I mean, you're Sean. Kyle and Ben touched on a little bit on their show this week. Uh, Jabari Parker officially signs a year a deal with the Bulls for two years, $40 million, with the second year being an option. um, You know we were kind of against it. I'm kind of talking myself into it. I know you kind of said you were talking yourself into it. But Bulls fans, um, from your from your records, you have Bulls fans that are not Tim and Sean uh, have very uh, have a wide array of opinions. Am I correct?
1: Oh yes, yes. I got some. uh, I saved some screenshots from the immediate uh, official announcement from the Bulls Facebook page. Um, There's some real uh, some. Some good some, stuff. Some really good stuff. Yes. So uh, the uh, the first one that I found from Anthony Voigt: "Fire your you front your front office, you mfers. You are an embarrassment." So that was the first one. Off to a good start. Yeah, off to a good start. Uh, second one. Let's see here. Um, trade Jabari for Luke Babbitt. <laughs> Okay, number three um, from JC Chu. That is not Jabari. Looks like childish Gambino.
0: <laughs> you say that one for me,
1: right? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, from Rich Bittner. He looks old as heck. Does he have Greg Odin disease? LOL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> These are so
1: And then, finally, finally, Romaine Clark asks, he's wearing number two, and a gentleman by the name of Moises says, yeah, so that we will be reminded that he had two ACL surgeries prior to joining the team. That way, he'll not be liable if he doesn't live up to what the management (laughs) paid him. Okay, that's a good one. (laughs) I like that one. <laughs> I mean, the immediate reaction from Bulls fans was very bitter, and but I think over the last couple of days, I think all of us have kind of been like, yeah, this might be good. Yeah, I'm talking myself into it. I mean, he's never really been good at the three, but I just think him being in a Bulls jersey is going to change things because he really wanted to be here. Well, and then I, don't, I, I just don't really... i I try to tone it down you know like i don't i don't know if i i I really believe the own hype i'm trying to hype up in my head
0: well you gotta remember one i've been calling this for how long now uh well yeah i
1: mean mean, this (laughs) is this was i think this was this was being called when he was drafted that like he's going to chicago eventually he wants to play in chicago well bulls fans you got your wish
0: well, last year, if you're... I mean, last week, even, you said, you're like, I don't really know if the Bulls really... You kind of made the point. You didn't know if the Bulls really... You really believed the Bulls had that much interest in them. And then, it kind of seemed like after the Levine signing, it was like, hmm, okay. So, I will say this. I don't know if I'm 100% ready for Jabari Parker as the three, but I don't necessarily hate their team. I don't hate a Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Jabari Parker... Um, Laurie Market and Wendell Carter team. I don't... Yeah, I mean,
1: they're 100% going to be an intriguing team to watch this year.
0: Yeah, because they, you know, I'm not saying they're going to sneak up and take the 8th seed by any means. No, no. But, I think, I mean, what did they win last year? 27 games?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: They could... Including, Didn't they have like a 9-game win streak in there someplace? Yeah, exactly. They could, I mean, would that team... Now, I know I'm very high on Wendell Carter. I know we've talked about that a lot, and he could very well just be okay his rookie year and not fully developed. I think he's going to be a very good NBA player. Um, I think he'll help the Bulls day one, honestly. But, I mean, is it too far-fetched to say you could see the Bulls with this roster, with being better and more athletic and younger and talented, maybe winning 33, 34 games next year? I'd put him at
1: 35, actually. I'd you go would? 35. Okay. I'm going to go with 35. Yeah, I think... Uh... This is, but this is going to be a do or die year for Hoiberg.
0: It is because you know
1: this is this is, this is it. It's like we finally we gave you your team of offense, which I don't really believe that. <laughs> like you know, just because you know, I I don't know. I don't, I don't really think that their defense is going to get better at all with with the Jabari signing. He's not a good no, defender. No, at all. they're not. And none. I mean, uh, Wendell Carter is definitely going to bring some defense to this squad. Yeah. Um. And also another fun addition uh, that was uh, recently. Uh, it looks like it looks like Antonio, uh, Blakeney is going to actually sign with the Bulls this year as well. Yeah, he will not be on a so, two-way.
0: He has a two-year contract.
1: He has a two-year contract. And please, 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 Fred Hoiberg, play him over Cameron Payne. I'm begging you. <laughs> There's a reason
0: Jaron Grant was traded.
1: This guy this guy averaged thirty-two points a game in the G League last year. Yeah, he can play. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's a good The guy player. who was below him averaged twenty-four. Yeah. So think about that. I mean, he's he put on a show during Summer League too. Like this guy can ball. I mean, there is a shot. I mean, if there if there's anyone who has a shot in the dark at like maybe even taking, dare I say, a starting spot on this team. It could be him,
0: yeah. Because I, I I really like Chandler Hutchinson too. I think what we saw from him in Summer League was like a good role player, you know, a guy. So I'm not gonna. I mean, are are you gonna
1: are you gonna say a better role player than say Denzel Valentine? Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Already? You're already gonna put him above. Think you know what? He's much more athletic. Yeah, Denzel's not a. He's not a. He's not an athletic guy. But sometimes Denzel Valentine just catches fire. Like, and he can't miss. Like, and I love watching him when he, he does that because he just, there there are games when he just absolutely catches fire. And yeah, he but, does. Bobby but, Portis has but, those games too. Yeah, and but 95% of the time it doesn't happen. So, you
0: know. <laughs> so, like, if you think about that first 10 for the Bulls, I mean, that's a pretty gr- good core of guys that are still learning to really consistently win, but yeah. have a lot of young athletic talent, so... You know, we're indifferent on Chris Dunn, obviously. Um, I thought he'd be... Uh, but like I said, so that that first five I named of Dunn, Levine, Parker, Markinon, Wendell Carter, and then you look at Blake and Lee, you look at Chandler Hutchinson, Denzel Valentine, Bobby Portis, Robin Lopez. That's not a terrible 10-man team. That's probably not going to get you in the playoffs by any means, but... That's a solid building piece. So when you trade Robin Lopez, so, you know by the middle of the year, get him to a contender. Hopefully, that's money off there. And then you have other guys that can step in. You mentioned Denzel Valentine. I mean, Chris, Felice, Cristiano Felicio. Maybe he has a better year because he was terrible last year, but he was pretty decent the year before. So,
1: yeah, I, I don't. I'm not betting anything on uh, on on Felicio doing anything. They gave him a ridiculous contract. I I'll never understand that. I yeah, mean, I won't really, either. I mean, it was a, uh, it was, it was a lot of money for that guy. And I mean, he barely played last season and in the, in the games he did play, he looked terrible. So, I mean, the one good thing, is coming back. Mm-hmm. He's, Markadon's obviously a stud. Yeah. They lucked out by, by drafting him last year, even though we got mad about it initially. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I, happy to be wrong. I, I, uh, 100%, 100%. I like him. And I, I think he's a, he's, he seems like he's a good guy and he seems like a good character dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy they're keeping him. Pairing him with Wendell Carter I think is really going to help him a little bit because he's an offense guy. He's going to help spread the floor. He yeah. was a great three-point shooter last year. He was what the fastest rookie to 100 three-pointers? Yep. So I mean, this guy's I he's going to he's going to only improve, I think. I think he's going to he's going to be really good having somebody lock down the paint um uh, that isn't Robin Lopez. Love you Robin Lopez, but you know, uh yeah like you said he's probably gone mid-season
0: i would think so yeah so yeah. let's say this is bulls fans okay? okay i know you're not a jersey purchaser anymore in those days for you no. are gone but if you're buying a jersey for one player on this roster right now that's you're putting stock in a player who is it it's marketing i agree i think so too i kind of want the city edition marketing jersey yes but i agree god 110 dollars for someone that's not lebron if we're gonna if we're going if we're
1: gonna pay money for a guy that I think is going to to be there for a while, I think I think is going to be the guy. Markin and Carter for sure. F- and Carter. Uh, the one thing I don't like about this team right now, and I'm, I'm and I go back and forth about it. You know, I, you know me, I'm I'm a Zach Levine guy. You know, you I, are. I I I loved his time in Minnesota, loved it until he got hurt. Um, I wish he was still in Minnesota. <laughs> I I can't stress that enough. Um, but him and Dunn, they are probably the shakiest backcourt in basketball right now.
0: Yeah, I don't really have high hopes for that by any means. I think that's no. where I kind of am hesitant. Um, so here's a point kind of, I saw someone make. Sure. So the Parker deal is a one and one. Yeah. Say, and you know, we've talked about this a couple times where I'm back and forth on it. I very well think it's possible because the Bulls are going to be better with this younger talent. Some people have brought the idea that this Parker contract could be a one and one in the case of can they sign Jimmy Butler back if not they bring Parker back. I don't really think that's impossible to think. Unlikely, sure. But I'm not one to count out the possibility that Jimmy Butler could come back. Especially because he turned down that contract extension.
1: Yeah, but I just... I don't see him going back to Chicago, man, the way things ended. I just... I don't know. I don't... I don't... I don't buy... I, I feel like these these Chicago route like writers, Joe Cowley in particular, have been kind of pushing this rumor that he could come back to the Bulls after he was traded last season, and I just I don't see it. I see him going out to LA. I see him teaming up with Kyrie. You know, I see him I see him going anywhere but Chicago. And I don't see Kyrie joining Chicago at all.
0: Could you see a situation where the Knicks could have Kyrie Irving, and insert Kevin Durant or Jimmy Butler next year with with
1: Porzingis? 100%. 100%. 100%. I think there's going to be one player from that 2019 free agency um, that is going to try to be that guy in New York. Try to bring back the glory. There's always a guy every couple years who goes back out there, but there's going to be some serious like star-studded talent this year Yeah, that can go out there and I feel like somebody's going to want to go pair up with Porzingis. And Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler going to
0: New York? Whoa. Well, you know what I'm going to say here. Okay. Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Durant are basically what we like to call garden players. Yes. Where when they go nuts, the garden goes crazy and the garden's a blast.
1: Yeah. And they are... They are... uh, Durant going to New York. I mean, if he wins another
0: title this year. I think he you leaves. Know, I think if he wins another title, another Finals MVP, he leaves.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, where else do you go if you do three in a row? If you win three MVPs in a row and three titles in a row, it might be time to move on in modern NBA. This isn't, you know, or retire if you're Michael Jordan. True. So, <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, I think he does move on if they uh, if they win this year. I just, uh, you know, and. You know, the Warriors Dynasty's gotta I mean, we're having we're having fun with this this Warriors dynasty right now, but it's it's gotta end at some point. Four winning
0: four and five is gonna be tough. It's not I'm not saying they're not the odds on favorite. I'm not saying we shouldn't put money on them. But they've had so much luck, man, with being healthy and for the longest stretch that they were catching teams in the playoffs where they're they 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 were not hundred percent. I'm not taking away from what they've done by any means, but I think it could be a lot tougher than people think they should have just run through like they think like people think they will
1: well yeah i mean they were very close to not making the nba finals this year right very close to not making the there nba there were finals chris this paul year, laginger
0: so. away from not making the finals
1: exactly so uh with the way they're currently assembled i mean and like like we said before we don't know what boogie's going to bring to the table this year who knows how much he plays how, if he meshes if he ruins the the team chemistry who knows but um this could very well be their uh their Carl Malone Gary Payton
0: year, yeah, like very good. Well
1: let's, let's drag on some more greats. Just to tag on, and it might not work out. So, um, only time will tell.
0: Is that Malone Payton team in two K? No, it isn't. Oh, we it's should do that because they're terrible, but they'd be fun. We
1: should we should we should make that up.
0: Yeah, more like next year. T- next year in two K okay. nineteen, we need to have that in there. And I know okay. we're gonna get to two K at some point here. Um, yes. But last thing I want to touch on, on the Jabari Parker thing, um, did you see his comments today about Derrick Rose?
1: Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he backed him, said he was a legend. I appreciated it.
0: Yeah, well, I
1: mean, he should. I mean, he went to his, his high school, you know. Like we're talking about a guy who uh, came from one of the worst uh, inner city parts of Chicago, came out of it. Yeah, for sure. Played played for his, his hometown team and, and won a freaking MVP.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was definitely excited for it, and I saw a lot of guys really stepped up and backed him on that, and I thought yeah. that was really cool. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the Sixers here. Um, Ooh. I know we're going to get to, let's go in because I had two Sixers topics that sure. I listed let's, in the previous pre- pre- show. Let's do it. So let's start with the Daryl Morey situation. Yes. Can you blame them? Not one bit, in my opinion. Trying to get him.
1: Oh, no, no. I mean, Daryl Morey, is a, he's a risk taker, man.
0: Yeah, and plus a risk
1: taker, he like he 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 will do anything at any cost to win. I mean, I've I saw that guy. I mean, a few years ago, went after Omar Ashik at midnight to drag him away from Chicago, and I'm like, man, this guy's crazy.
0: Yeah, thanks for that.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I was cool with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I was cool with it in retrospect. But I'm like, man, this guy's nuts. He's like going after he's throwing money all over the place. But um, yeah. I mean, he's uh the the James Harden trade. That was kind of a risk at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they took him on. They were able to get um Chris Paul. They built the only team that's ever come really, really close to beating the current. Uh, assembly of the Warriors, except um, for the cap. Ca- well, yeah, but they didn't have Kevin Durant then, so right. I'm talking about current current roster. Fair. They were, I mean, Fair. they were the the closest ones that were they they were built to beat them, and they almost did. But a lot of their pieces have gone. So uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't hate Philly going after him. He's a he's a great GM. Yeah. I, I,
0: the one thing I thought was really funny is that him and Brian Colangelo are extremely tight. Well.
1: Like that's that doesn't his, change. That doesn't change anything. I mean, no, no, no. Colangelo had had to step down. Sounds like his his own because of his his own stupidity. So or his wife's.
0: We don't know. We'll not, never no, know. Not Colangelo. Sam Hinkie. Sorry, Sam Hinkie. Oh, we're talking Sam Hinkie. Yeah, yeah, okay, Like, okay. like Maury okay. and Hinkie were really close, and like Maury, was, I, there was all those stories that Maury was jealous that Sam Hinkie was doing the process, and like you know, just stockpiling all this top tier draft picks and making something out of it. And so I I thought that was kind of interesting because Hinkie and Mori are like really tight, huh? Well, I mean,
1: you know they're they're a GM you know removed from him anyway, so you know I I don't I don't see any problem with them going out with them. I mean it's you know they let they let Sam Hinkie go, and uh, I mean they're doing well. They they basically Sam Hinkie basically built that team, and then and then was terminated.
0: Yeah, you know, so... and Sixers fans like Sixers fans want Hinkie to come back, and that's so funny to me.
1: Oh yeah, they got. They need to build a statue with about this guy. I mean, he's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the stuff. The stuff that he pulled off. I mean, we're looking at a team that basically beat Chicago in the uh, in the late two thousands in, in in the Derrick Rose tears his ACL series. Uh, and then Noah and, gets hurt. Uh, and then Noah gets hurt. So yeah, but they they weren't able to amount to anything, and they went ahead and they uh, they traded uh, they traded uh, Vucevic. And they ended up getting Andrew Bynum, and that became like a huge bust. He never ended up playing for him at all, and uh, that that trade pretty much ruined that team. Doug Collins quit. I mean, they were a mess. Yeah, they were. And and Sam Hinkie was like, okay, well, we're just gonna no one's gonna come here, so let's let's do this. So you know, and it's a guy like that who thinks outside of the box, who changes things for a team like that. And actually, Daryl Morey is one of those guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the other Sixers topic. Yes. Markel Foltz. Yes. So I have an article coming up this week on our sh- on their, on their website, 48MinutesNetwork.com. Talk- Is it
1: called The Curious Case of Markel Foltz?
0: No, it's called Markel Foltz Should Have Played in Summer League.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So, another, another odd uh, uh, person missing from the Summer League
0: roster. Yeah, And not to spoil it, but my points that I make are 14 games were not enough to see what he can do. No. You didn't play him in the playoffs because you didn't trust him, and then it'd be one thing if he was like, okay, we're gonna rest him. But all we're hearing is, well, he's working on his jumper still. It's like he's been working on his damn jumper since he got in the league, and then there's a you know, and then there's videos of him in like with his buddies, like on his Instagram and stuff, like dunking and working with his ball handles. And I'm like, if he's healthy enough to do that, why isn't he playing in summer league? where he's better than most of the guys that are playing, he's going to look really good because his athleticism is very... I mean, his athleticism is unbelievable, honestly. And, I mean, even those 14 games, when he came back, he had the triple-double off the bench, and we saw signs of what he can be. Why isn't he fine-tuning that? Why is he just sitting there on the sideline eating cheese fries with Julio Okafor and not playing?
1: I, uh... Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, he, he is one of the greatest mysteries of last season, you know him not playing, him playing. I, I'm starting to doubt that he was ever really even hurt. I'm just starting to think that they were just like, no, we can't put you out there with this jump shot. All you can do is drive to the basket. But who cares? Let him drive to the basket. I want to watch it.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's got a great first step. His speed is. I mean, I don't think his speed is John Wall, and Fox, Russell Westbrook fast. But I don't it's think, fast though. Yeah, it's not too far behind. Yeah, I mean, and and, it, and it, he could show that he could finish
1: at the rim right, too. Right, so, exactly. So I think I think this year, I mean, I don't I don't know what Philly has up their sleeve with Markel Fultz. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to unleash him at like some inopportune time, and they're just going to just they're just going to let him. They're going to take the chains off and just let him play eventually. And we want to see it. I mean, like you said, the triple double off the bench last year. It was just, I mean, it's like let's let us. We want to see this guy. I don't, I don't know what's stopping him. I don't think he's injured.
0: I don't either because every video you're seeing, he looks perfectly healthy. He looks like he's in shape. Um, so I don't understand it. I, I, I think that, you know, if you want to get more of him, because really from this last draft class, a couple guys play Josh Hart, obviously won summer league MVP, which we're going to talk about him. And then Jonathan Isaac, who looked really good for Orlando summer league team. Yes. Um, really stepped up and played a lot, too. So, I don't know, man. I think that if I was, you know, if I was the Phillies, if I was Brett Brown, the Phillies, wow. If I was the Sixers, (laughs) all-star game was last night for Major League Baseball. If I were the Sixers, he'd be playing. I'd want to see him just destroy these guys who are lucky to get a training camp invite to Summer League to see what we can get from him. I want him to build chemistry with Zaire Smith, who... They traded for, for a reason in this draft when they gave up hometown boy Mikhail Bridges when they had his draft rights. I yeah. you know, so and there's a reason they did not want to give up give him up for Kawhi Leonard. So what is that reason, besides eating cheese fries, with a failed draft pick in Julia Okafor? for?
1: I don't know. I have no idea what they're planning with him. Once like I said, I think it's uh only time's going to tell with that. Uh, the reason for him not playing summer league is kind of baffling because you'd think that this would be like a time when they'd like to go, you know, take the wheels off, let him, let him roll out and kind of, and, and do his thing. But, uh, they oddly did not. So, uh, I guess we're just going to be waiting till the beginning of the season. I'm, I'm hoping he's, I'm honestly, I hope they throw him in the starting lineup, like game one, you just let him roll.
0: You know that I'm a big fan of his game. Like, you know, yes. and you know, like there's going to be a very oh. few people that don't appreciate him as much as I do. Yes. So, yeah, I- I'm ready to see it. I think we need it for sure. Um, okay, speaking of Josh Hart, we talked about it earlier. So, Josh, Ooh. yeah, what a summer league he had. The Lakers were the runner-up this year, losing to the Blazers, unfortunately. But Josh Hart was awesome. LeBron tweeting his new teammates saying, Hell yeah, congrats on MVP. Hashtag Lake Show. Sean. Sean. Should, kind of surreal, isn't it? Should this Lakers... I know, I still can't believe it, but I can believe it, you know? I know <laughs> yeah. I keep saying things like that, but... It's like a weird dream. Right. Is... Okay, question. Should this Lakers starting lineup next year look like this? Lonzo Ball, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, JaVale McGee, or Zubac, whoever. Or should it be Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart... Brandon Ingham, LeBron James, Instant Center here.
1: I'm I'm gonna go with KCP to start the season.
0: You're saying that's what's gonna happen, or is that what you think this should happen.
1: I I think that's uh, with with the the money the money that they're paying him, I think uh, he's going to start. Uh, regardless. I think KCP's a better defender. Um he's a proven defender, so I, I I'm gonna go with them them taking him just because of the experience. Now, if Josh Hart continues to perform the way he is performing that in a non-summer league situation, I 100% believe that that two spot should be up for grabs for him to move into the starting lineup. And I think the Lakers are going to they're going to really uh, the first couple months of the season are really going to evaluate what they have what's going to be working with LeBron James, you know, uh, is, uh, do they, do they need a better center? You know, do they need to acquire someone else is, you know, I mean, they're going to be looking at a whole bunch of different things. Um, they do have length though. Lonzo ball, really tall guy Ingram's tall, you know, uh, same thing with, with Zubots and, uh, and, well, JaVale McGee, obviously, and, and LeBron. So, They've got length on the team right now, which is nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think Josh Hart's going to be one of those guys who uh, you know probably tries to play his way into the starting lineup. And if if he's really outperforming KCP, he should be should be given a shot there.
0: I lean the other way. Do you? I, I do. I think that I'm going to go all in with my guys. Who I think could be my future pieces, with or without Kawhi Leonard. I'm okay. going to put, and you know, we know very well, that LeBron James needs shooters around him. So, no disrespect to Kadavius Caldwell Pope. He's not as good of a shooter as Josh Hartz. My honest opinion. Um, okay. Brandon Ingram is a shooter, obviously. So, I think you need to get to him the most shooters possible, because is not a shooter, or, you know, if he's even going to be there, because his dad leaks, <laughs> his dad's the one leaking his injury news, but not telling anybody, quote-unquote yeah. camp, um... So, I I think I would start Josh Hart. I I know it's just Summer League, but what we saw from him a little bit last year, what we're seeing from him right now, I think I want to carry that momentum. I want more shooters around LeBron that that I can have because I don't have enough in the lineup. Really, on the team, if you think about it, how many shooters do they have? LeBron, Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, he can shoot. Yeah. That's it. Rondo can't shoot. Lonzo can't shoot. JaVale can't shoot. You know, so I, I think I would lean towards Hart. I want to get, I want this four to be space for LeBron. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I, I'm leaving. Also,
1: also, I, I think Kuzma might start this season.
0: I don't see a case where Brandon Ingram sits. Okay. But they could also put him at the two. Are they going to play LeBron at the five?
1: They could. I don't want that. No one wants that. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Kuzma's a five. Or a four. He's a four. Right. So you could put him at you could put LeBron at the three, you could bump out the shooting guard and throw Ingram in there.
0: Hmm. That's I could
1: impossible. see him doing that. See I could I could like, that's a possible. That's a possible. <laughs> that's a possible. And I, I I mean I think Kuzma is going to by the end of the season I think he'll
0: be in the starting lineup. Yeah. I think you're right too. All right. so a couple more topics we have. Um uh, we're we'll to talk a little bit two K. Some ratings are starting to come out, including LeBron himself, the cover athlete, getting the 98 overall, looking pretty flush in that white yellow. I mean, that white Laker jersey.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited that they gave him such a high rating. I mean, I know he is. This is the, this is his year where he's the you know the main uh, cover star. So uh, you know, giving him the huge rating, the 98. They never give you a 99. I know. (laughs) So until like maybe later in the season, until you're a legend, some of them. Till you're like a legend, and then you're a 99. Uh, he's definitely. I mean, the 98 is is well deserved. Um, but uh, you know, they're slowly trickling out these uh, these these 2K ratings, just like they do every season. And people go back. It's fun to debate them. Jason Tatum though, 87. And 87, pretty good.
0: Donovan pretty Mitchell good.
1: also an 87. Donovan Mitchell also an 87. Both uh, both probably will be. I, I mean. I don't know with with Gordon Hayward coming back to the Celtics this year. I I I don't know I don't I don't know how uh how much that's going to affect the play of Jason Tatum like where they play him. Do they play him with Gordon Hayward? That'll be interesting to see. Um obviously he's going to be a megastar. Right. And and you will you need to ride that wave hard right now and uh, regardless if you have to pair him with hayward or work something out it's fine he's one of those guys who can play that uh donovan mitchell 87 by the end of the season i believe he's an 89
0: yeah i was gonna say probably low 90s 90, yeah, 90 91 he,
1: he yeah
0: he's uh he's
1: definitely going to have another monster season i mean he was someone who kind of Caught everybody by surprise, and he just—he was a massive talent from the start.
0: Here's my one thing with him: you okay. can have him as an eighty-seven, you can have him as a ninety-two. I don't care. Have his dunk rating actually be good? Don't have him as a fifty again. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing:
1: they didn't know what he could do when they gave him that rating.
0: You had to know he was better than a
1: fifty. Yeah, I I completely agree because I brought this up early last year, I believe before the dunk contest yeah, and he was throwing down six stuff. So, you know, they're going to give him at least like probably a 96, 97 on dunking this year, which is fine. Um, So that'll be, that'll be interesting to see, but he'll, uh, he's definitely going to, he's definitely going to be a big, like fun NBA 2K player to see. Um, We're less than two months away. From 2K September 11, 2018, this comes out. So uh, lot, a lot of stuff still has not been announced about for it. You know, you don't know what kind of classic teams are going to be on there. Is this the year we get the Pacers? I uh, probably not. Probably no, no. We're never getting them. We're never getting them. Because I mean, like last year's roster was. Oh, it was so perfect. Besides that.
0: Yeah, it was, for sure, man. And it
1: was really, like, it was the one glaring omission from the entire game was, was the Reggie Miller stuff. You know, I mean, we had Kareem in the game, Oh, and of course Barkley, who, who goes in and out of the game from, from time to time.
0: Yeah, Barkley was, come on, we know, Barkley is um, strictly Dream Team only. Yes, well, one year
1: he was, and then uh, another season, I believe, he made it into the game just as a, uh, uh, well, I guess he did. Yeah, I guess he, the My Team version of him was also a a, uh, a, a Dream Team yeah. card as well. So, yeah, so he's only Dream Team, which is strange.
0: Very strange.
1: So, yeah, I just don't, I don't understand how you, you build the player, you put him on the game, but you make him very limited, and, like, what's the point? I mean...
0: Yeah, I don't either. So, last thing here, a new weekly thing we're going to start doing, guys. We're going to start discussing. It's going to be our our old-school topic, our old-school debate of the week. So, we are posting this on social media, on the Twitters, the Instagrams, and the Facebooks, so we can get your guys' insight. And we are really excited about it. Um, Sean, the first one we did was, Both duos, healthy and in their prime, who do you take and and, and why? And the options were, The classic Orlando Magic, Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal. Happy birthday, Penny, by the way. Or... Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. So, here's what's interesting. On Facebook, Penny and Shaq won with 76% of the vote. On Twitter, Penny and Shaq won with 96% of the votes. But on Instagram, a lot of people were voting Payton and Kemp. And I wanted to read some reasons why and kind of see what you thought about them. Because okay. I think a lot of people really have some good opinions on these. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, okay. So, here's one. It was from Jason Maldonado. Kemp and Payton... Way more talent. Shaq was a big body and brute, but Sean had speed, strength, and skills. Penny had a lot going for him, but the glove, Homie was the only point guard to win a defensive player of the year. What do you think about that comment?
1: I mean those are all those are all valid points. Yes. I mean, uh, personally I know I know probably the more um, probably the the smarter pick here is gonna is gonna be the Kemp Payton pick, but I would still have to give the edge to Shaq and Penny just because of how absolutely dominant Shaq was at that point in his prime. He was a top three player, which I don't think Sean Kemp ever was.
0: Yeah, I agree. There was, I think Peyton and Kemp give you a stronger presence on the floor from for more positions. Shaq was good on the boards and Penny was your shooter. I will take two shooters with board presence or one and one. Still love Shaq though. I don't agree with that one necessarily. Um, uh, because yeah. Shaq was a lot more than just a rebounder. I don't think people were really taking in the athleticism he had for seven one. Oh man, yeah. I mean and he played you know, and he
1: played decent defense those first few years too. I mean he was a uh, he was a decent rim protector at the time, and on top of that, like if you gave him if you fed him the ball in the post, there were not many players that could stop him from doing what he wanted to do.
0: Yeah. Last one I want to read those Peyton Camp, simply because they gave the ninety six Bulls a series when few teams could at that point. Shaq and Penny might not have made a finals had Jordan not played baseball. Um, I mean, I mean that's fair,
1: but I mean, Jordan did come back, right? And <laughs> and
0: the Magic I mean, won.
1: Well, I well, you, but you also have to look at this with that. They did not have a a star power forward at the time. No, Rodman Rodman had not arrived. Right, and Horace Grant was playing for Orlando. Yeah, exactly. And, and Phil Jackson said he was going to make Horace beat them, and Horace did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, you don't really know that. That's I don't even really like to think about that kind of stuff. I mean, it, 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 it happened. It's done. I don't really want to talk about what ifs anymore from from 20 some years ago. I mean, I'm tired of living them. The Orlando Magic making the NBA finals is one of the the greatest stories of the 90s. For sure. And it was a it's something I will always remember. Period.
0: Yeah, I will too. I I
1: think I think think them making the finals in in 1995 was more important than the the Sonics losing to the Bulls in 96.
0: Oh, absolutely because if you think about it I mean, yes, the Sonics did get two games in that series. They did. But Nick Anderson missing those free throws changed that whole series. The Magic were up 20 at one point in that game. Yeah. So, you know, the Magic had every every belief that they could win that series and they just it, you know, things didn't go their way, obviously. Yeah. So, next week's going to be interesting. I know I've already posted it up, so I can't wait to get everyone's insight on Clyde Drexler versus Grant Hill. That's going to be a fun one cuz there's a lot of a lot of insight we have on that one, so I'll read those answers next week. But with that being said, with the eight or nine topics we gave you today, we're going to go and wrap up this week's edition of 48 Minutes. Sean, we touched on everything from Kawhi getting traded to Markel Fultz eating cheese fries. So be sure to check out the website, 48MinutesNetwork.com. Kyle Brandon has an article up about Blake Griffin and what he needs to be this year for the for the Pistons to be successful. You will get my Markel Fultz article very soon. Um, all that, a whole lot more, iTunes. Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Alexa, iHeartRadio, and more to come. Everyone, thank you so much. Have a great week, and we'll talk soon.